Wizard of Whiskey presents Swig and Ramble, a podcast for the modern age. Come for the whiskey, stay for the shit show. Featuring Justin Curry at Wizard of Whiskey, Mark Pruitt at Resonant Prose, and Julia Men at The Wee Tipple. And now, pour yourself a drink and enjoy the show. I know you will. Welcome back, Ramblers. Wow, what a fucking shit show of a ride it has been. Uh, here we are. It's pretty much the end of 2021 slash 2020, whatever. However you measured the past two years, this is this is the end for us. Um, don't be sad. We're coming back in 2022 or 2020 time, whatever you want to call it. We're coming back next year in January. So don't don't fret. We'll be back with more shenanigans, more fermented fuckery. Um, but uh, but today we have a very special guest, uh, Todd Godbout, my cohort, co-worker, partner and friend, uh, co-founder of Bevfluence. Um, how you doing, Todd? Uh, very good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Welcome to the show. Um, uh, years ago, Todd and I and our partner, Jen, we started doing this kind of sort of a top-ish 10 list, but exactly the opposite. Uh, so what we started doing was we did, uh, for last year, we actually did our best of Bevfluence was the 12 days of Bevfluence. Really fun. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, we basically <laughs> tasted through a bunch of wine, beer, spirits, cider, what have you. And we got a lot of other people involved, had had them all kind of send us their favorites and talk about their favorites in a, in a discussion rather than just a, a top 10 list. Um which brings us to Sours My Mash. Julia, what Sours My Mash? I'm not really mash? sure what that segue or sequay Segue, yeah. Was. A perfect, first of all, it's a perfect swig and ramble segue. Segue. Because it led uh, nowhere. Anyway. Yep. Came out of the left field. So yeah. there it is. Yeah. Well, I have something that's very pressing and very irritating. And I haven't struggled like this in a while. When you bite the inside of your cheek by accident, that's and what then, it means. Okay, got it. Yeah. Oh, and then you just keep accidentally biting it because once oh. you do it that one time, then it's a little, you know, it's all swollen, it's sore, you're sensitive, and then you just oh, keep yeah. chomping it. Oh my God, this has been happening for the past like 36 hours and it's so painful and I want to just stop biting it. Hey guys, I got to I gotta close a internet explorer window here. I pulled up Pornhub and I was just searching for cheek biting. I, I just wanted to make sure I was informed on this, but I I, that's what I thought. Of. I thought it was a weird different, text. Different, now different subject. What? Different I'm like, subject. what is this cheek biting thing? Granted, that's me, I do rule, have a rule friend. Rule 34. Rule 34. I have a friend who does bite his wife's cheek all the time. It's weird, cool, cute. I don't, I don't know. It's, the, it's their thing. That's weird. Oh, it's their that's, thing. that's not a thing. A, how do you know that? B, why are you watching? C, why are you talking about it? They do it in public. Oh, Fred Nethel, we're very sorry. Julia has no manners. I'm assuming they're for the names of Fred Nethel. I don't know who your friends are. Um, it better not be Nancy. Sorry. Somebody she better not be biting Nancy's cheek. Called you out on the internet no. where billions oh, of people listen. No, no, no one is biting my mother's cheeks. Gross. No. Mark. You realize Please. your mom had sex to have you, right? No. Nope, no, not going there. No, no. I mean, you, you, you will not sell the name of Nancy. All Absolutely not. Uh, Nancy, you know, I love and respect Absolutely you, not. but this conversation, Julia needs to have it. No, Julia doesn't. 
Mark, what the fuck sours your mash, man? You want to know what sours my mash? Fucking not musicals. Really. We did not need in 2021 a fucking remake of West Side Story. We don't need this grease nostalgia. We don't need high school musical. Fuck musicals. Please stop making musicals. Please stop getting on social media and dancing around to your favorite musical snippets or whatever the fuck these people are doing. Just please stop. Mark, did you forget that I did musical theater in New York City? Oh, uh, uh, Julia, I still love you. I just, enough. <laughs> I have I have never liked Grease. I have never liked any sort of musical. And West Side Story is literally the bane of my existence. I have nightmares about this from Wait, when I was mine. in when yeah. I was in junior high. We wow. had teachers that were fucking crazy about that. And I had two years of that where I had to sit through that bullshit and learn about it. The very close second is Greece. A very close third is that awful opera Porgy and Beth. Oh my God. I could fill your ear with it. Yeah, against Gershwin. Oh, get fucked. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> All right. Well, it's funny. I'm going to come back to my sours our match because we're going to let Todd go. Mine, he actually, Mark actually took mine. So I need to come up with a new one. Go, what? go ahead, Todd. What sour is your match? Oh my God. <laughs> well, there, there's definitely a lot of things going on. It's a uh, souring people's match. Um, what's gotten me, actually, it's the last three weeks. So two weeks ago, um, in a parking lot, somebody pulling in or out put a big dent in my wife's car right in the yeah. middle, right above the uh, fuel tank. And she, every time you walk out, she's complaining about it. And finally, I just got, I was like, ah, don't, you know, just suck it up, get it fixed. Sure enough, this week, I'm in Trader Joe's parking lot. Somebody does the same thing to me. Scrapes the whole back end of my car. Uh, well, there's your first mistake is going to Trader Joe's, but that's a different show. Never go outside if you can avoid it. <laughs> and uh, so it's like, no, no, no witnesses, just a huge scream. Trader wow. Joe's on purpose moves into centers that have no parking and have smaller retail space than they should. And it is intentionally a clusterfuck. That is actually it, where someone hit my car was in a Trader Joe's parking lot. Hmm. There you go. Present yeah. company excluded, I'm sure. But the people who shop at Trader Joe's are pretty much a bucket of dicks on fire. That's all I have to say about that. But Trader Joe's has such great stuff. That's bullshit. Thinking about a bucket of dicks on fire. Apparently, they're coming out with a Fast and Furious 37. They're going to be in a uh, in a retirement home. They're going to have NOS attached to the wheelchairs. Um, oh. This is what I mean when I say tangentially, Mark stole my thing. Because mine was basically that they keep fucking remaking things. Everything's a fucking remake. Yeah. Stop fucking rebooting things. Come up with an original idea or, and this is my preference, just stop altogether. If you can't come up with an original concept, you're done. I don't need you to rewrite Friends. I don't. I was watching a show the other day where they actually made fun of all the reboots, where the president of the universe was asking them to reboot Ali McBeal, which is a show that never needs to be remade. But it, it's... It's so ubiquitous with the goddamn remakes all the time that people in other shows are making fun of the fact that we reboot everything and everything's a fucking franchise. There are 906 James Bond movies. Why? How many STDs can this guy get? 
How many Aston Martins can he blow up? Well, they have to get to a thousand so they can do the double O. I haven't seen a James Bond movie since Pierce Brosnan was. Oh, wow. James what a Bond. horrible movies, though, set of movies those were with Denise Richards as a nuclear physicist or whatever. Like, no, please, <laughs> with that. I, come on. Please. Hey, George Bush, it's nuclear, not nuclear. What? All right, we're moving on. Um, uh, I just I can't let, with these fucking drink. remakes already. Everything's got to be a fucking remake. Y'all are getting hot and bothered. Let's all have a drink, okay? Right. Uh, help simmer us down. Have a little swig. Have a little ramble. It's fine. Um, well, I was drinking some basic as red blend, but then I'm like, no, you know what? For our season one finale, is that uh, a Bethany Frankel wine? Kim Crawford. Basic, basic ass wine is I'm sure that's going to be a thing next year. Just so you know, go ahead. Oh Jared. yeah. See trademark. See, I'm going to become a multimillionaire from that. And then I'll be able to actually sponsor our show. Is B-A-W like W-A-P? What? Keep going. Anyway, I'm anyway. Don't ask. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I get confused with Mark, it's better just to keep on going. Um, but then I mean, I, I can tell you what it is. No, we're good. We're moving on. I'm going to give a tasting note. So shut the fuck up, Mark. Uh, so I decided to pour something a little bit nicer. I had a wee bit left of the 11 year old Oloroso cask of the Glendronic from 2008, bottle at 60.1% ABV. Did you say 11 year old? Yes. That's an odd age statement. Why? Why? Because you just don't, you know, you don't normally see it. You see eight-year-old, you see 10-year-old. It's a single cask. And what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? It's a fucking single cask. Who cares? Oh my God. Let her give her a goddamn tissue note. Jesus. I'm just asking questions. I'm just trying to get educated. Are you going to interrupt Todd? Because he'll slap you. No. Yeah. You're not, you don't want to get educated. You just want to be a little bitch. I want to. I'll, I'll, I want Todd to come back, so I won't interrupt him on the first show. So this is why we only had one kid. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why I'm an only child. Holy shit. Oh, that explains so much. You're used to being the center fucking of attention. Oh, my God. It's taken anyway, you this long to figure that out? It's been a year we just this learned this. really gorgeous. I'm getting oh, just like caramel brittle, a really intense, deep caramel nuttiness a little bit of powdered sugar this is one that's just gonna keep opening up so i won't i know mark is just gonna keep interrupting so i'm gonna keep this short but it has a fantastically delicious rich deep nose that's just really really nice oh incredible mouthfeel again rich full great baking spices cinnamon clove allspice you got that caramel you got dark chocolate you get that touch of nuttiness to it you have dried fruits it's just holy shit yeah it's 60.1 percent abv but it don't feel like it it is incredibly well-rounded perfectly balanced this is absolutely delicious <laughs> cheers and what is it what is it again just just for it's everybody the- yeah, because you were fucking up and being loud. This is the 2008 Glendronic 11-year-old Oloroso cask. It was a single barrel. I have a follow-up. Did, did you say 60% ABV or? 60.1% ABV. Damn. Ooh, nice. Dang. And it is prime. It is, well, 
perfectly balanced. It's beautiful. This is a really rich, I wish I had an entire bottle of this, not just a couple of sips left. Got probably three sips left of this. So I'm going to savor it. So who's next? I think Todd should go next. Yeah, Todd. Well, I have several glasses out. Yeah. Because I went through my, uh, my library, my bar, and I picked out every brandy that you guys didn't talk about. So I got Rakia, <laughs> I got Slivowitz, I have Palinka, I have Brandy of Yerez, I have Agroquarante. So I'm just sipping all kinds of different brandies that you guys didn't even bother to talk about in two episodes. Hey, that was yeah. because that was not a deep dive. That was hey, the overarching I... introduction to hey. brandy. And we'll just have to get you on for the actual deep I... dives. But here's like we've got episodes three and four on, on the, uh, yeah, done. Yeah. Well, you guys got to keep going. But the, actually, the one I'm drinking that um, poured the largest glass was actually a Virginia brandy um, made from Dita's Distillery, which is, they have a part, they're basically a house that Rappahannock sellers, so they use their grapes. And they use, um, they age it in New American charred oak. So they treat it like a bourbon. And it, it is really tasty. It's maybe $40, so it's pretty affordable. Just incredibly smooth, no burn at all. It's a really nice brandy. Nice, good shout. Nice. What's the what are the what are the, what's the varietals in the? You know, I don't know, um, I, and I should know that. They they Curious. make a. a uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Vidal, because I know they nice. they grow a lot of it, and they use, they also create a cherry type um, wine. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they use. Nice. Okay. Mark. Um, I, I'm kind of glad that Julia said it because I just kind of went basic tonight. I'm, I'm just doing an Elijah Craig store pick. Does um, it taste bourbony? It fucking goddamn right does taste bourbony. <laughs> um, the person who actually picked this barrel uh, does have it a very. I think it's pronounced Elijah. Yeah. I got your Elijah right here hanging low against my butthole. Um, wow. Um, Welcome to the episode. 75 things you never wanted to know about Mark Pruitt. <laughs> the, the person who picked this barrel likes, for whatever reason, to pick stuff that's sort of counterintuitive. There's a little bit of funk that's going on. So this isn't sort of what you would expect out of a normal bottle of Elijah Craig where they kind of smooth out those things. There's a little bit of a um, yeah, I don't know what the bark bite here is. I, I think it's a little bit of a wood, to, a wood note that I'm getting on this that you wouldn't normally get on something. It's 94 proof, so it's it's proofed up just to kind of a touch. No, I think that this is the the regular stuff. This is just a singular single barrel. Excuse me. Um, but the funk is is you know you get the bourbon notes, you get the the honey, the vanilla, um, you get a little bit of caramel on the back end, but the funk I think is like a it's like a wood tint, you know, a, a stronger little, little bit more wood on the back end. So you got kind of that wood leather um, lash on the back end of it. So it's kind of nice. I'm in a bur I'm in a bottle killing mood. So I was looking around and I'm looking for all my bottles that are low and I'm just trying to kill stuff. I need to, I need to thin the herd. He's feeling murdery. Everybody look out. I always yeah. feel murdery. Very thin line between me thinking and committing often. All right. Yes, by the way, Ramblers, I am one of the few people left who has a home phone. Um, 
for those of you who can hear that. Um, so I'm drinking, I'm drinking something interesting. I'm, I'm typically not a, I shouldn't say that I haven't had a good blended scotch, not because I tasted thousands of them, but just because I haven't grabbed a bottle of blended scotch in a very long time. Um, I'm drinking Jane Walker, uh, at least in my first class, I've got a little Jane Walker and I have to say, I'm very thoroughly impressed with this, with this blend. I'm again, when I go when I go to the cabinet to grab something, it's typically not blended scotch. Um, <clears throat> but I think I want to start getting back into them because this one is fantastic. It's a tiny little bit of like peanut brittle with like cherry tart, sort of. Um, and Matt, this is a holiday episode, so fruitcake. This mm. is what fruitcake is. Yum. So it's very interesting. It's very delicate. You actually get white flowers in this, which is something I we did. I think we opened 29 wines yesterday and white flowers was something I picked out in several of the, of the Sauvignon Blancs and one or two of the Chardonnays. But this is this is very nice. And there's just this kind of nice little gummy bear-esque, again, going like that fruitcake quality. Now, you're talking about white flour like you bake with or white flours that you look at? White flours, sorry, like baby's breath. I, that's the only white flour I, I, I know, but um, and I couldn't name them, honestly, but I can I can smell them and tell you. Um, florals. Florals, yeah, white white florals. Um, so I, have so. A mem- I have a memory just on the words of white flour. There used to be a brand, it was probably some stupid off-brand, but it used to be a brand of like cheap cosmetic uh i think like baby powder remember when baby powder was a thing that you'd you rubbed baby powder all over yourself or or it caused an entire generation of cancer yes Uh, correct yes and (laughs) you know now it's kind of the shit that you see at the dollar stores you know you get the (laughs) cheap little bottle of perfume there used to be a brand (laughs) that was white flowers and my mom would buy that all the time i have no idea you said that like four times and it just brought that memory back of white flowers it was a baby pink box and it had a what's that stuff that's called where you have like a blue it's normally like a blue background and then there's like a raised white profile of someone what's that type of jewelry called it's not scrimshaw it's something i'll remember it in the middle of the show but it had a box like that where the box was pink and there was a raised relief of a profile of a woman and it was white flowers oh it was fucking random that was that was uh, speaking of random mr goodbar and jane walker fucking <laughs> killing it my dinner by the way brought to you by america popcorn and whiskey that's how you win america with a, that's how with you win america mr goodbar <laughs> You are so woke, it's painful. It's oh yeah. You know what? I've got a Reese's and a Butterfinger here too. When I've got others, because I get some bourbons on the table too. It's gonna be a fun episode. All right, Julia, think of a segue here. We need to jump out of this. Oh god. Okay. Well, we had mentioned earlier we were gonna share a bit about some of our favorite drinks that we tasted this year. But before we get into that, we're gonna riff a little bit on why we hate top ten top 20 top xyz lists because fuck that noise oh my why what are the qualifications what instigates who, who decides these things because if you look at these lists from i know like, liquor.com and whiskey advocate and the shit you see on there what the fuck there is no way 
these, some of these whiskeys are actually in the top. See, oh my God. Anyone else want to weigh in on this or am I just going to stew and burst a vessel in my head? I pulled, I pulled up the wine spectator because we're, this is not just a, it started with a bunch of whiskey idiots getting together, but we're wine people, we're whiskey people. My issue with most of these lists is they go to the extremes. One list is bottles you could never fucking find. Mm, You could be standing at the winery begging for a bottle and they still won't sell it to you. On the other spectrum is shit you can get at the corner liquor store or the Dollar Tree or Aldi. If I can buy your fucking product at Aldi, it should not be on a top whatever list unless it's amazing. But we all know top unless it's the top wines from Aldi. Yeah, exactly. Which we did. We did last year with Beflos. Well, let's yeah. let's get specific here because I have a couple of bones to pick with this bullshit that's going on, and I think I've got a theory. My theory is is that this is this is a relatively new phenomenon that it's gone kind of south because before, if you were to write a top ten list or whatever, it, it was comprised of your experience through the year, and there wasn't sort of this. Everybody wasn't a captive audience at home, and you know, there was a lot of this in-person experience and you were out sort of looking at things and everybody wasn't spending every fucking minute of the day looking on the internet for something to keep them occupied because they don't want to work or they don't want to work for another year and a half at home, that is. So I think a driver of the mainstream of this is there's probably some kickbacks that are happening from the few retailers that can sell this shit online. No. What? Come on. You are you trying I'm to say being, that these people are trying to I'm make a dollar? Being a renegade here, I know this pay for play is always downplayed that it doesn't happen, but I don't know. I've just got a hunch barrel proof larceny my ass. Um <laughs> I just have this feeling that the fact that there's a little link to the online store where you can buy it and you can have it on your door might have something to do with some things that are appearing on these lists. I mean, and you're absolutely right because then you have our very good friends at the Rob report uh, talking about them once again, who uh, have the Eagle rare. Is it the 17, the bottle with the crystal Eagle and it retails for like $18,000 or some just ridiculously fucking stupid amount of money. And it appears on their list. You know, it's like, you know, we, we couldn't pick Pappy, but let's pick something that's just even more ridiculous and you can't find it even if you tried. Um, so, you know, I, I think some of these folks are trying to be different. Um, I know we looked at a list earlier and there was a Dickle in the top five, which is just fucking insanity. It's making my head still blow up and I have no idea what to do for it. So I think a lot of this is, it's still kind of, flowing from us being at home for the last fucking two years uh, you know and and they want to sell some spirits so why not make it connected to online shopping i don't know what do you guys think i think we need to rush out and buy some latour Corton charlemagne it's only spectator price it's only 200 bucks a bottle which means it's only going to be 375 on your retailer shelves guys if you can grab this wine don't I just I, I, I still think we need to get Kim Crawford to sponsor the show. 
I think Kim I think Crawford, we, could, we would love for you to sponsor us. We would also we could, love. We could sell a fuck ton of Kim Crawford. We could. Dominus, again, whoop de fucking do. I've been to the winery. Eh. Heights, whoop de fucking do. Um, there's a few on here, like Massacre and Savignon Blanc. Sure. I'll, I'll be down with it. Body of the Colto Bono. Sure. At 20 something, 25 bucks on the shelf. Sure. But then there's like Cayuse. Again, I'm a huge fan of Walla Walla. I love Walla Walla, Washington. But <clears throat> they made 860 cases. 860 cases. Who's buying this? <laughs> like, I and want you, put it on, people. you get it, you get it, you know, 96 points. Great. You gave it 96 points. Some Jagoff is going to buy 50 of those cases. And set it aside. I sent. I think I sent the guys um, a picture the other day of some asshole who was like, "Yeah, I love, uh, I love, you know, tis the season or whatever the hell," because he had like twenty five bottles of Pappy twenty year and some a few other things mixed in there. Like so you just have to know where the whole, you know, where the, yeah. um, where to go. And I'm like, wow. you spent your life tracking down twenty five bottles of, of whiskey for what purpose? It is wow. not. It is not some great hedge fund idea. It's you're just a douche nozzle. Like a nozzle of douche. Where's Todd at on this? I want to hear Todd's comments. Yeah, please. I, I'm done. I, I think it's just a, a follow-up to Thanksgiving. You know, you constantly get these, oh, your Thanksgiving wines and such. And so I think people say, okay, what's next? Oh, it's our end of the year list. So I think it just came on, you know, and who cares what these people say? Fuck them. I say, let's hear what our our favorite drinks and wines and spirits are. See, Julia, that's how you make a segue. That's a segue right there, baby. Oh, yeah, this guy's yeah, pro. See, he does, none of, neither of you did that. You just threw it to me out of the clear blue yonder. See, and you, and you, and you took my part. I was supposed to do all that. You did a great job. I love what it is that you did, but you stepped all over my toes. Boy, Thank you were the one that you were supposed no. to do it and i ran with it i asked you both fine I, I asked you to just make the segue not to take the whole fucking segment oh my Jesus god you're Christ. such a tiny well the little known fact is i actually work for a company called segway technologies so i'm good at that <laughs> well, it's, there you go my, my parting shot on this is i just don't understand how the fuck jack daniels 10 is in the top five for one of these lists like that is just mind-numbingly painful a product that's just not even been on the market for a year and somebody's got it in the top 10 it's just i hate it so yeah so let's let's move on to we don't want to do a top 10 list i think it would be really cool for us let's just talk about our highlights for the year our our top whatever it can be wine it can be brandy it can be gin um I, I just think it's very interesting to hear from you folks. Um, and what really rang your bell? What did it for you? And not Julia. Let's start with Justin. She's, she, just rolled, she just rolled her eyes. You could fucking hear it from the other room. She just rolled her <laughs> eyes so hard. I have a very loud face. So I, um, I grabbed a few of my top favorites for the year. Because um, I am not a bottle murderer. I'm actually the the worst. I keep them all. Like it's 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 ridiculous. So anyway, we won't go there. But um, I grabbed a Four Roses small batch select. 
Um, I'm a big bourbon fan, and I I enjoyed this one this year. It's it's got a little bit of turpentine right away, but then it fades, and it fades into this very nutty, very caramely, very traditional style of of Four Roses, and it's really nice. And I I've always enjoyed Four Roses. Um, I met Al Young when I was there. Had a chance to. Um, um, had a chance to meet him and his wife, had dinner. It just it was a really cool experience. Four Roses was a really cool experience for me for my first bourbon trip. And um, that kind of took me back a little bit. So I, I did definitely one of my top for the year. Um, my other top, of course, the Jane Walker, because I, I I had it on my desk and I brought it up because it's one of my, my tops. Um, the other two that I have here with me um, from Kings County Distillery. I kind of enjoy, I've been there too. Really cool. I love Colin. He's going to be coming on the podcast here in 2022. Just doesn't know it yet. Um, <laughs> this is their oat whiskey. Whoa, um, super is. interesting and intriguing. Interesting. Um, yeah. They, they, I love the way they do that. They, they, they're, they're all about, you know, the 200 mils, the, you know, the 375 mils, the, the smaller kind of flask bottle. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. They're right there in the heart of Brooklyn. Really cool distillery. Um, and speaking of New York, uh cooperstown <clears throat> i had the choice i had a little bit of time tiny little bit of time left i drove to the um baseball museum seeing the price and knowing how little i had time how little time i had in between that moment and my flight i decided to try and find one last distillery while i was on this trip i came across cooperstown met the distiller met some of the other people the distillers no longer there. They've they've changed. Obviously, this was a long time ago. Um, but really cool whiskeys. Really cool story. This is the Cooperstown blended whiskey um, from New York. Really interesting uh, product. If you can come across it, go for it. Those are my top kind of four whiskeys. Um, I've got a shit ton of wines that I won't get into, but you can check back um, on either the Swig and Ramble or the Bevfluence website. We're still working out how that's all gonna how that's all gonna work. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've got tons of, tons of favorites this year. Nice. Oh, and by the way, I remembered the name of the jewelry. It's cameo jewelry. Oh, sure, sure, sure. oh, wow. That no is one cares. Yeah. You hear all those crickets. It's a no one caring mark. I'm going to dip a butterfinger in the bourbon just so you know. Oh, <laughs> You, you, man, you needed to get right up in the mic for that chop. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can you yeah. at least moan or swish it, it around? Yeah, there yeah. you go. ASMR. Trying to get Nestle as a sponsor? Why not? Uh, I love Todd, this. Because... Todd, Todd, you give us, Todd, you want to give us your, your top thoughts? Yeah. Um, so I picked three spirits. And I'm, I'm one of those assholes that picked really hard to find ones <laughs> uh, where you have to go right to the distillery. Um, and one of the first one, say, you can't say asshole well. on the show. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was, Fuck. I was told I could. It's a classic show. Confusing. <laughs> now I've heard, I've listened to enough of your episodes. I know anything goes. Um, so you Justin know, that's knows a musical, this... And that's a very good musical, by the way, Mark. What anything musical? goes. Yeah. It's a good one. Fuck off. You fuck off. Are we no. going back in time or something? Didn't we get through the All whole the time with these fucking people. <laughs> Before you were rudely interrupted by Ms. Men. Mm-hmm. Please, please mm-hmm. continue. Mm-hmm. 
So my until I get the last drop out of this bottle, this will be on my favorite list every year. It's the um, St. Augustine Distillery Port Finished Bourbon. J Justin knows this well. This is just a fantastic bourbon. Um, it's a it's a Dave Pickerel um, spirit. Um, it's really neat. The the port barrel came from San Sebastian Winery, which is basically right next door. Um, although I don't know why they still call it port, but they they make a port style wine. Um, but it, the base spirit is is a, a Florida bourbon. It's corn, barley, and wheat all grown in Florida. And this is just a fantastic spirit. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, I'm, I'm literally thinking of driving down. Well, we have a reason to get to the Jacksonville area now, but I almost feel like going to St. Augustine just to buy this, pick up another bottle, and that's done. It's it's so good. I will second that. That is a great fucking whiskey. Yeah. Say it again. What is, what's the name of it? It's the St. Augustine Distillery Port Finished Bourbon. Saint Actually, Augustine. Florida Port, Port Finished Bourbon. Is there an H statement on it? No. But it is. It's it's a weighs in at 102 proof. Hmm. So, but it but it is so smooth. Very nice. Uh, it, is, it is fantastic. Um, my next one is a hard to come by of a very actually one that probably people can find. It's a Virginia um, rye whiskey from Kentucky Creek. Put it up here, but it's finished. It's a single cast. So it, you want to talk about high? It comes in at 58. So what's that? 116 proof. Um, so definitely uses a couple of drops of water. Definitely helps out. Um, but it's it's aged. It's finished in hickory syrup barrels. Whoa! And it is just so unique. I mean, you get the initially you get that that punch of rye, and you know that the caramel. But then all of a sudden, it just the finish just sweetens and dampens out. And just this long tail, and it's it's just so nice. Um, and I think they're still doing it, but um, I went by this this year and picked specifically to buy this bottle when I saw that they had it out. Um, and it is just so, this is one I'm going to be savoring for a while. And then my last one is a, a Pittsburgh rum, which is, um, we, we get to Pittsburgh quite a bit. It's a fun little town, or actually not a town, a city. Um, they have a great zoo there if you have kids. Um, but what they, this one is the distillery, all they do is rum and they use American, um, sugar cane. So they don't even use molasses. They ferment the, the sugar cane juice. And then this one is aged in sherry barrels. And this is my favorite drink of uh, spirit of the entire year. This is just, it's a, it's a, I can't believe I found it. It is a so good, um, you know, just think Oloroso meets, you know, rum. So you got the nuttiness, the caramel, but then you have like the sweet sugar through the finish. And it is fucking you know, exceptional. I mean, that's all I can say is, you know, I think everybody should run to Pittsburgh right now and go grab a bottle. All right, ladies and gentlemen, effective immediately. This is the Todd Godmout show. <laughs> <laughs> I resign. Joy resigns. Mark resigns. Have fun. Take it away, Doug. Yeah, have it. Have all. Have fun. Good luck. Mark, what about you, brother? What are some of your favorite things of the year? Julia, we're recording a show. Can you put the cat away? 
she she woke up from her nap. Okay, she's old. Frankly, she I'm a, I'm impressed you did cat. My our unofficial mascot. My cat can be here in the room and not make all kinds but of noise. I mean, I, I love cats. Like but... a baby. She's 17 years old. Mm. She's on the way out. Wow, that's kind of rough. I mean, in all likelihood. Jesus. Uh, see, she needs snuggles. Anyway, what are you drinking? Or what, what were your favorite drinks? You know what? I, I So a couple of things. I'm going to go off the reservation here a little bit and talk about something that I don't normally talk about. I don't drink a lot of wine, but when I do drink wine, I'm kind of a... It's I Kim don't know. Crawford. Yes, exactly. I love Kim Crawford, and I always <laughs> buy the cheap sunglasses and wear them in the store, just like the ladies. Um. I, for for whatever reason, I've been on this sort of track for quite a while, and this year has been a very exceptional year for me for the bottles that I've purchased. But I'm really getting into Australian Malbec, and it's better than the South American Malbec that's out there. They have very different profiles, at least to my palate. Right, the the Australian, probably you know, and it, this is emblematic of the wine that you get from Australia it's the fruits you know it's the floral nature of it it's very typical of what you're getting out of that country in terms of wine but it just has the the minerally sort of earthen flavor that you get out of a malbec wine where i think the wine the wine the varietals that come from south america probably focus more on sort of that minerality or earthiness and you you don't get the counterbalance of floral or fruit or or things of that nature so so to me Anything that's coming out of Australia that's a Malbec, I'm going to drink it. I'm going to try it. Um, I'm on a general kick with it. I don't think I have any specifics. Um, I'm not really kind of smart enough to tell the difference between where things come from and why, why there might be differences from that aspect. Um, but I'm going to continue on that, and I'm going to continue to explore, I think. I mean, look, California, coming from California, California wine, you get a little jaded. Eh, I'm kind of over it, right? Let's do something different. Let's look at something that's a little exciting. Um, thing. I didn't know we made one in California. Yeah. It's a little, yeah is small, that a new thing? Small industry. Mm. Yeah. Must be very small, very new, because I've never heard of this. Yeah, you know. It definitely hasn't made its way out here. So. Yeah, it's not... Uh, I don't know. It may not catch on. Just, who knows? It's just one of those things. You know, next thing you know, it'll get big, and I'll be making movies about it, and People will be losing their minds and doing stupid shit with it, but that's different. Um, from a run-of-the-mill bourbon perspective, as an everyday drinker, um, I have tried a lot of things this year. I've had an opportunity to taste a lot of different things from the um, bourbon perspective, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, barrel-proof larceny is my favorite. I'm just kidding. Fuck that. I'm just fucking kidding. Um, Old Forester 1910. Old Forester 1910 is where I have landed on basically my daily drinker. I will still definitely try other bourbons, but if I do bottle kills or if I have an opportunity, it's being refilled by Old Forester 1910. Um, A very strong leather note, um, those dark fruits, you know, kind of a, a lingering sweetness. But, you know, to my palate, I have... This year, I have discovered that my palate is very attuned to those sort of lower base flavors, right? You know, the the 
not too much wood, but definitely the wood, the leather note, you know, that sort of earthiness or umami that comes through. Uh, I definitely like that. Old Forester 1910 absolutely checks that box for me. Scotch single malt whiskey. Wow, what a year it's been. Um, if I could pick a bunch of different whiskey, I probably would have gone down uh, the list. I think the journey started for me, um, classic laddie. Um, I mean, who doesn't like that? But that was absolutely a revelation to me, just from a balance perspective, right? You know, you have this amazing product that just displays this incredible balance. Then you start getting into things like Port Charlotte and, you know, Octomore. And as good as those products are, they're very expensive and they're hard to find. And where I landed on a dark horse here, and I absolutely fell in love with this bottle. And you can't take it away from me and I won't share it. Sorry. I know we always preach to share whiskey, but fuck off. I'm not sharing this. Glenallachie 15. Um, I think Billy Walker is an unsung genius in the world of scotch that comes out of that region. I think the magic that he does with barrels and, and as witnessed by Glenallachie 15 and also the other varieties that I, or expressions that I have been able to taste from that distillery. Um, the man is an absolute wizard. Um, there's a lot of great whiskey out there, but I have to tell you for me for this year, Glenallachie 15 sits right at the top. I do have a couple of honorable mentions. My first honorable mention is I'm going to jump on the Catoctin Creek train here. Gwar's Whiskey, Ragnarok Rye. I am normally not a rye guy. Um, I don't mind the maker's mark every once in a while. Spiciness kind of on the back end, whatever, but I don't dive into spice. I like sort of the, the lower note flavors, the umami. Catoctin Creek, Ragnarok Rye has this, they, uh, they finish it with cherry chips, cherry barrel staves, or however it's done. I'm not technical, don't ask me but you get that cherry sort of finish and it's just a light hint on the back end. An absolutely fantastic revelation from a very small distillery. And you know me, I love music. So the fact that it's a music and whiskey collaboration, love it, love it, love it. But to me, and this will be my last pick, the absolute 100% best collaboration of the year between a band and whiskey is Anthrax and Hill Rock Estate Distillery. Um, I love Hill Rock Estate Distillery. Um, in speaking to Kathy Franklin and Jeffrey Baker, um, two incredible individuals, uh, they are basically practicing terroir on the shores of America. My phone is ringing. Just bear along with me. It'll stop. Um, they are basically practicing terroir. Farm to table whiskey being made in the Hudson Valley. It is absolutely incredible. And then of course, Scotty in from Anthrax and his budding palate. We've talked to him a couple of, or I've talked to him a couple of times. He's a budding bourbon geek. Uh, he knows what he's looking for and he's got a great palate. Anthrax XL, the 40th anniversary whiskey in collaboration from Anthrax and Hill Rock Estate Distillery is absolutely an incredible bourbon whiskey made here in America, farm to table, um, an absolutely incredible collaboration. It is not just him 
putting an anthrax sticker on a bottle of bourbon. He is tasting the barrels. He is on the premises. He is visiting the distillery. He is talking to these people. He is involved. It is an absolutely awesome partnership and the product speaks for itself. Um, I'm gonna... I would recommend anybody going to Hill Rock Estate. I mean, that just to see the malt house that they have there. Yeah. I mean, when it's farm to table, it means they grow it, they malt it, they do everything. It's on my bucket list for next year to do. I'm, I'm yeah. saving my pennies. I'm, I'm donating blood. I'm doing everything I possibly can to earn a few pennies on the side. And I, I want to go there. This they is... don't pay you for blood. They, they pay you for plasma. Well, what if I bring extra blood in from people that I get it from? No one wants your blood. That's not no, it's not my blood. It's other people's blood. This is... Uh, there's there's the malting floor. Yeah, there's the malting floor. I, I have been to Hell Rock. It's a beautiful place. Met with Jeff Baker. Beautiful man, speaking of beautiful. Like, he's just a really cool guy. He um, is an incredibly intelligent and well-educated guy. He's got a background like in the finance industry yeah, and he's running this farm. It is absolutely insane how intelligent he is. So Julia, we're getting did, them on the show, right? Julia, yeah. did you just oh. fart? Is that what, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was Justin. What? <laughs> anyway, yes, we're going to bring you guys, Jeff Baker you guys are like animals. We're drunk. trying to fucking record a show here. Julia. Yes. We have just enough time for you to tell us your one favorite because Mark took so much time. Oh my God, he fucking did. You know what? No, and that's all the time we have. Time. We want to thank everybody for listening to the show during the year. Have a happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, it's all the season stuff. Season one finale. It can go a little long. It's fine. Hey, Julia. Hey, Julia. Hey, what? I promise not to interrupt you. Okay. Starting now. He says interrupting. Go on. I know. Right. Uh, well, I've had the very good fortune to taste hundreds of different hey julia how many how many things do you have on your list how many things do you have on your list i'm not going to talk about all of them i'm just gonna pick no 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 i'll talk about i just just want to know well well julia can i, can I interrupt for a list. second can, can i interrupt please pod, you, pod, you are a fully fledged member of the show now. please thank you yes. so so mark whenever when you mentioned scotch that you're going to start talking to scotch all i kept thinking was boy i wish somebody would just say glenn fittich to get Justin pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Glenn Fittich, twelve. That's the top of my list this year. Yeah. Did you listen? Did you listen to the episode where we went into pronunciation? Of course, I did. I know. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I, there are a couple of scotches on my list, but like Todd, they are probably going to be impossible to find, <laughs> just because they were single casks and I got them as part of a tasting, but. Some that were completely standout were the Glendronic 28-year Pedro Jimenez cask mm -hmm. from 1991. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. I'm not sure I've ever had such a unique scotch. It, it was just beyond. But, oh, my God. So that was, that was a real delight and an absolute pleasure getting to taste that whiskey. So Glendronic, good on you. Cheers. Um, another one difficult to find was the Glen Glassow 11 year Pedro Jimenez Sherry cask from 2010. Uh, this was part of a single cask tasting lineup with, uh, one of the brand ambassadors and, oh man, I mean, I am a fan of 
petrochemist cask finished whiskeys when they're done well and these age statements they were just absolutely beautiful i mean also that's kind of the point of single casks they have a lot of individual character they're not trying to carry the the age statement of the brand year after year and you want that continuity so you get a lot of really interesting vibrant notes that was just absolutely delightful um, also really enjoyed the Benriac 11-year Moscatel cask from 2006. That sweet wine really played absolutely beautifully. Now, for a couple of things that might actually be a little bit easier to find, depending where in the world you are and your budget, um, I was super impressed by this domain, Antonin Guyon, uh, 2012 Bone Monopole. So it's 100% Pinot Noir from Bone, of course. Oh man, holy tits, the complexity, the fruit notes, it goes from fresh to dry. There's uh, just like oh, great baking spices of clove and allspice and a little black pepper in there. There was like this great leather note an exquisitely long finish that just made it a real standout wine um, in my mind. It was just that was that was awesome. So I bought myself some. Um, sadly, I don't actually have it with me here. It's in storage at the moment, better than my apartment can handle. So, um, <laughs> but I'm very excited to crack some bottles around the holidays or New Year's or my birthday or something. Because what, what was the, what was the varietal on that one? Pinot Noir. Oh, okay, thank you. From Burgundy. That's that's white, right? <laughs> so rose, so rose. <laughs> Had white flower notes. Sparkling rose. Yeah. Um, and along with the wine theme, I was really surprised because I am not a huge fan of Chardonnay. It's, it's just, uh, especially, especially California Chardonnay. It's just not really my personal preference, but I was really quite impressed by Maxim Chardonnay. Now it does run for about a hundred dollars, but it is full-bodied. It has a great balance and a great play between the brioche and creme brulee notes versus the great um, like fresh fruits and the baked fruits like the baked peach and pear and oh, the toasted marshmallow notes. It, there was just something about it that was a real step above most of the Chardonnays I've had, particularly from California. Um, and this is done in a style I don't particularly enjoy on a day-to-day -day basis, but it was absolutely lovely. And uh, to finish things up with one out of left field, a tequila. So I don't actually have much experience with tequila, but I'm getting more. And a friend of mine who is really intensely passionate about tequila has shared a lot with me. So I've learned a lot just from them. Um, and I got a small sample of the Fortaleza winter blend from 2020. Wow. Okay. There is tequila guys. Tequila can be so fucking good. And I, I didn't really know that just because my sampling of it has been so limited. Holy shit. Um, Fortaleza is a fantastic brand. If you see it, get it because their expressions are just knockout. Um, and the winter blend from 2020 was just spectacular. So tequila has a much shorter cycle to produce. Is that right? 
it depends on the aging, but yeah, compared to something like a scotch, which takes 12 plus years before you see the aged expressions. Yeah. Because so, I know with it takes forever to get the pinas What did you say, Justin? I said it takes forever to get the pinas ready. So by the yeah. time you put scotch into a barrel, you could be growing to, you know, you could be growing the pinas for the next batch of yeah of, of tequila i mean i don't think i'll ever be able to recover you know from the whole tequila thing uh, but uh, i would definitely say that tequila is a very interesting horizon because now you're starting to get uh, finished you know whiskey finishes that are being finished in tequila barrels so that is uh an interesting frontier i was i was actually a very interesting comment that that uh Billy Walker made on a, on a presentation that I saw that he was very interested in that. And, and just, I have a question uh, regarding sort of the Brown Foreman empire and the Ben Riak and Glenn Gassow. In my opinion, I think, huh? Glassow. It's not Gassow. It's Glenn Glassow. That's what I said. I said no, Glenn didn't. Glassow. No, you didn't. Glenn Gascow. I, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. The Gassy brand. Um, I think we're going to see more out of that brand than we see some of the other brands. That that brand feels to me like it's a little more up and coming than some of the others. And I know Glendronic kind of waited out into the middle of this land war in Asia with chill filtering on some of the products. And it just seems like maybe they're shoving a few other things out into the forefront to pick some things, you know, to get to get a little more market share with us. You said there was a question in there? Yeah. yeah I just, what do you guys think about that? You guys oh. think that that's true? Imagine. Um, I think that the Ramblers are going to have to tune in next year to hear the answer to that. Yep. I do have another question. Oh my and God. We will answer it. No, no, no. I don't want to. No, we're not answering next year. Are we going to let Are we going to let Mindy give her favorites of the year? Yeah, well, sure. He ain't here. Wait, Mindy, what? you're welcome to. Where the right fuck is Mindy? Right, it didn't. Uh, she, she's away. As Mark didn't even realize Mindy wasn't on the screen. That's how. That's how much he pays attention. Yeah, well, ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna fucking tie him off on the show. What's the deal, Justin? Well, we'll talk, what are you? What are some will, of your favorites? We will talk to. I gave my favorites already. Oh, that's how you, long. Now Mark, I'm drunk. That's <laughs> how long Mark was talking. It's I already just, gave my favorites. So everybody can give their out. fucking turn, but I can't. When I, when I speak, somehow it's now offensive. We well, all tune ladies you out. and gentlemen, fuck you, fuck boys you. and girls. <laughs> Swiggers and Ramblers. 2022, wanna, my job is going to be open. Who wants my job? Todd's already got it. We want to thank everyone yeah. for joining us uh, in 2021 for our inaugural season. Uh, we're going to wrap this show up uh, with a, uh, a happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Please stay safe out there. Uh, I know we all love to imbibe and have fun. Please do it safely. Please do it responsibly. Um, please stay warm and safe if you can. Um, and just enjoy and, and come back and listen to us in 2022. We are, you may have noticed, we started talking a little bit about food. We've we talked wine. We've talked all kinds of cool stuff. We have a ton of really cool shit we're going to talk about in 2022. Um, by the way, the Kings County Oat Whiskey with a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, yeah. So get on that. Alone together. So, yeah, so we are going to be alone together. To do like I'm going to take, I'm going to grab another, I'm going to grab another cup. <laughs> Me and my wife, we're gonna go have some fun. I need, a fucking, I need a fucking shower. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Yeah, you do. 
I can smell you from here, asshole. All right, kids. Uh, Mark, bring us on, buddy. Join us next time, which will be in 2022, when we discuss those assholes who only want to take time off tonight. That's a that's a low blow. We love and, you. And, and also not what it says. <laughs> I know. I ch- Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Follow us at Swig and Ramble on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for more fermented fuckery. Cheers.